Hello, and welcome to Pairing, a podcast where we pair wine with art and pop culture. This is the second episode in our Harry Potter and New World wine series, wherein I discuss which major New World wine region to pair with each Harry Potter book. For The Sorcerer's Stone, I was joined by my best friend in the whole world, Emma Cohen. This is the second half of our discussion of the first Harry Potter book, and if you haven't listened to the first episode yet, I do recommend checking that one out first. This one has a little less wine info and is a little more us just doing a recap slash commentary slash giggling at each other. Um, So, you know, if you want a little bit more heavy wine education, check out the first one. There's some good stuff in here, though. A few disclaimers. One, there's a big spoiler for the Harry Potter series in this one. So if you have not finished the entire Harry Potter series yet, I'm looking at you, Shoops, do not listen to this episode. It may, in fact, ruin the whole thing for you. Two, we really hate on Ginny Weasley in the beginning of this one, and I just wanted to clarify that at least where I was coming from is more how I remember Ginny in the movies, which does not coincide with her in the books. Ginny in books five and six is awesome, and I'm sorry that we don't recognize that as much in this episode. I'm sorry, Ginny. Three, speaking of shoobs, we recorded this episode back in April or May of this year, and so you may hear me refer to this elusive podcast called Potterless. Obviously, this was before I met Mike Schubert, host of the Potterless podcast, and before he was on my podcast. And you might hear him on this one again, and you might hear me on his, who knows? If by some chance you don't listen to Potterless yet, go listen, subscribe, love it, it's awesome. It's so fun, and Mike is delightful, and if you haven't read the Harry Potter books yet, you can start at the beginning and read along with him. I wanted to give a big thank you to my friends over at Kinda Evil Genius for plugging pairing on the Wolf 359 feed. I've seen a big uptick in downloads this past week, and I just wanted to give a big welcome to those of you who maybe heard about the show there. Welcome. Hopefully you're enjoying pairing so far. And if you are, if you wouldn't mind hopping over to Apple Podcasts and leaving us a nice rating and review, I would be Oh, so thankful. I know a lot of folks don't listen on Apple Podcasts, so hopefully to make things easier, I've included a link to our Apple Podcasts page in the show notes. If you have an iPhone, it will take you straight to that app, and if you could just leave a quick review, you would make my holiday season. Speaking of being thankful, thank you so much to all of our patrons, including our advanced producer-level patron, Mara Zobrist, who is even better at chess than Ron Weasley. Now is a really great time to check out our Patreon. I just posted a mini-episode for what wines to pair with Thanksgiving for our $3 and up patrons. And I just sent a personalized pairing for The Nightmare Before Christmas to one of our $5 patrons. And guess what? As a thank you to all of my glorious patrons this year, we will be having a live stream in December for all of our patrons, in addition to our monthly live stream for our $10 and up patrons. If you head on over to patreon.com slash pairingpodcast and pledge as little as $1 a month, you can vote on when that all-patron livestream will be. Okay, that's all from me for now. Without further ado, here is episode 24, Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, part 2. So we are now at platform nine and three quarters. Oh my god! Also, like I think that's another thing that's like totally J.K. Rowling being tongue in cheek. Like, yeah, no, it's not nine and a half. 
Yep. It's nine, nine and three quarters. And there's something that is so much funnier about nine and three quarters yes. than nine and a half. Like, yes. Brilliant. She is brilliant. So so this is another thing that they don't do in the movie, but that happens in the book. So so between Harry going to Diagon Alley with Hagrid and him taking the Hogwarts Express, mm-hmm. there's like a month. Like yes. he has to go back and stay with the Dursleys for a month, which that's got to suck. And, yes. um Oh, and I think we also talked about last night, which I don't know if we mentioned yet, but mm-hmm. that you pointed out that mm-hmm. um, Quirrell is not wearing a turban the first yes, time Harry meets right. Quirrell oh, yeah, that in is, Diagon Alley. That is also important. Yes. Um, Quirrell, Quirrell, he's still stuttering and he's weird, but I think that once Harry gets to Hogwarts, he notices that Quirrell has a turban. Yeah. Yeah. So... That there is a significantly longer length of time between then then happens or then yeah. appears to happen in the yeah. movie, which I get why they didn't include that in the movie. It's not really necessary. No, it's um, not. But, but you do see more of the Dursleys. So. Yes, yes, and they're they're jerks, but they do drop drop uh, Harry off at the uh, at the at, at uh, King's Cross Station. Yep. I believe. Um, also, super important in the future, and. Uh, and then Harry's like, how do I get to ni- platform nine and three quarters? Yep. And then this is where he meets the Weasleys. The Weasleys. Who are the best. The best. Also. Molly Weasley, one of my favorite characters absolutely. also in the series. Uh, uh, fucking Bamf. And yeah. Fu- yeah, she is a fucking Bamf. Yeah. And, and um, Fred and George, my oh, um, yeah. my eternal book slash film crushes. Yep, there <laughs> Fred you and go. George Weasley. Fred and, Fred and George Weasley <laughs> makes total sense. Yep. Total, total sense. Um, um, and and Ginny, oddly my, well, maybe not oddly, but my least favorite character she, in I the think, book I think, that, I think that's sort of a, a popular opinion, <laughs> yep. that she's kind of the least interesting. She's definitely the least interesting Weasley. Yeah. And possibly the least interesting, like, main character. Yeah. Which is... You know, I I don't I don't really know I don't really know how to justify that. Yeah. Uh, she's just she's just like n- nowhere near as as three dimensionally written I think as yeah as and I don't want to like yuck someone's yum who loves Ginny Weasley like yeah. I like I get that I like just... she's cool like she's she's hardcore but like she and and maybe part of it is I mean, and I have to reread the books because maybe she's she's got a little bit she more does have going. a little bit more spunk in the books yeah. especially as she gets yeah. older but but in the movies like even as she gets older like she kind of has the emotional range of a teaspoon yeah and they make her a little as, as Hermione says to Ron one day yes and and I and <laughs> <laughs> um so. We'll, we'll we'll get there, but but Ginny's not really that important in this, except that she's really she has a cr- big crush on Harry Potter. Yeah, and who wouldn't? And who wouldn't? He's Harry Potter. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, so then he gets onto platform nine he, and three quarters yep. with the Weasleys. Yep, and then and we meet Neville. Oh, Neville! Neville and his grand. Neville Lockbottom, another one of my favorite characters. Yeah. Oh, and Fred and George are the first ones to notice that Harry is Harry Potter. He doesn't just tell them. Yeah. Yeah, that makes that makes sense. In the sense. book, not the movie. That makes sense. Yep. And uh, and then Ron, uh, Ron's got something on his nose. Yep. Always, always got always, smudges. Always got smudges because they he's bring that into the movie, poor. but in a different way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and then they get on the oh, and Percy the prefect. Percy the prefect, who is so annoying. Yeah. He's he, actually he might be my he, least. He, he's well, definitely he's definitely, my least favorite Weasley. He's definitely the least favorite Weasley, but he's like still more 
interesting than yes. Ginny. Yes. So so they uh, get on the train and yes, Ron and Harry make friends. Yes, they do. And uh, and he introduces him to the to the trolley to the which, trolley, and that's where he gets the chocolate frog with Dumbledore's yes. card on it, which is important later. It's important later. Yeah. And they're you know like they just happen to mention Nicholas Flamel. Um, oh yes, yes, yes. Which with his work on alchemy with his partner yes. Nicholas Flamel. Which the way it's phrased here, like, makes it sound like they're romantic partners. Which, as yes. we know in retrospect, Dumbledore was gay. Yes, but never, never made canon gay in the books. Yes. So, and and this is another example, actually, in this moment in the book of Dumbledore being more zany than he appears in the films. Yes. With on his card, it says. You know, considered by many the greatest wizard of modern times, you know, famous for his defeat of the dark wizard Grindelwald for the discovery of dragon's blood, work on alchemy. He enjoys chamber music and tenpin bowling. You know, right. it's yeah, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's always something There's always something quirky about him. Yeah, which I love. Which I love, too. And then... And so they eat all the candy. They, they um, eat all... And then do they meet Hermione Then here? they meet Hermione. Yes. Um, and, and everybody hates Hermione. Ugh, she's the worst. She's the worst. Oh, man. Bossy voice, bushy brown hair. Yeah. Rather, lar- rather large front teeth. Oh, man. Actually kind That's of a la like, me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not like anybody we know. Yeah. <laughs> we, so another thing we were complaining about last night watching The Sorcerer's Stone is that they made Emma Watson, like, way too pretty way too quickly. So, like, yeah. in the first movie, she's got the bushy hair. And, I mean, yeah, because... she pretty much just has the bushy hair and is, like, 10 years old. But, yeah. but like, that's what Hermione's supposed to look like until she, like, magically straightens her hair for the Yule Ball in book four. Right. And starting in, like, book three, they just make her, like, be as, you know attractive i mean and i mean she's still attractive yeah like emma watson was always going to be beautiful she's she's supposed to be kind of like frumpy yeah and And have like a big curly and i will say that as a young child with big front teeth and giant curly hair that i still don't know how to tame yeah i always liked that there was a main character that had like crazy wild hair like i did so um so just we were talking about last night how we wished that in the movies they let her have her big hair because us big curly haired women can we would kick really, ass too. It's true. It's true. We can. Um, and so, yeah, I like how I like how in the books you're supposed to like hate Hermione for the first half of the book, and yeah. then and then immediately she becomes the best character in the book. Yes. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And and is obviously the best. So so along those lines, the the wine that I will pair with Hermione mm-hmm. um, in this first book is Riesling. This one I did think about before. Because so many people think that they hate Riesling to start out with because they think it's only just, like, sweet, mm-hmm. kind of gross wine. Um, but it's not. First of all, if it is sweet, it's still got really high acidity. Like, Hermione's got the spunk to her. Yes, even she does. If, even if she does have that sweet side. Uh she doesn't really have a sweet side. She's just kind of like, yeah. You know. But the side that people think they don't like. Exactly. Yes. Thank okay. you. And uh, and so so it can it can be that way, but it's usually very balanced, or it can be dry, like Hermione's dry wit. And so <gasps> that was good. Thank you. That was a good one. Thank you. We have used that one before, but, <laughs> but that's okay. Um, but so that's my that's my thinking for Hermione in this book. I think that's you, perfect because you start out thinking that you don't like her, and then yeah. you realize that she's awesome. That she's. Awesome. Yeah. And yeah. the best. Yeah. And everyone would be dead without her. Yep. Yeah, pretty much. For the whole series. Yeah. It should be it should be called 
Hermione and Granger. Yeah, saves everybody. <laughs> yeah, saves everybody. <laughs> Harry and Ron were there. Harry, Harry and Ron listened to her advice and yeah. things went okay. <laughs> Yeah, that's um, sort of a fun fact that I can't believe I'm admitting um okay. in a space where people will hear. Yeah. But when I I can always cut it out if you take your if you take your That's that's true. If you change your mind. Um it's okay. I was I was what, eight when I read this book. So oh, the first yeah. time I read this book mm-hmm. and had not heard anyone else pronounce her name, mm-hmm. um, I read the entire first book, maybe second, thinking it was Hermione. Well, most I think most American kids did. Because that, like, would be more natural for Yeah, because, right? because nobody, I mean, Hermione is not a name that we, no. I mean, now it might be because of these books, but Hermione is not an American name. No. And, and the first time someone said it out loud. I, I, I wouldn't be shocked if, like, I, like, because this was a thing that I liked to do as a kid, <laughs> was, like, to be like, I'm going to find out the right thing and I'm going to tell you and I'm going to prove you wrong. So I would bet some at some point in our friendship, I was like, no, Emma, it's Hermione. Probably. And, and then I was like, like, whatever, no, it isn't. And yeah. then I went and looked myself and was like, fine, you right. Yeah. <laughs> whatever. Yep. That sounds that sounds like something we'd do. Yes, it does. Um, so lovingly, lovingly. Of <laughs> but I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure that I'm pretty sure that I also for a time thought it was Hermione. Um, yeah. Except that. Well, I think the first time I actually read the book, um, I was in, you know, like third third or fourth grade. I can't remember, but mm-hmm. I think we read it out loud in school. Oh. And so I think my teachers had found out that it was Hermione. And so I think you are like the more think, we're talking about this, I'm remembering I that think, I think you are the one who told me because I was reading Hermione, Hermione, and then yeah. I think I probably said it. Yeah. But that I was really it took me a while to adjust to Hermione. And yeah. now it's weird to think that I felt the other way. Exactly. But that is why in the fourth book she's got the scene with Victor Crumb where she tells him sure. how to pronounce her name. Yeah. Because because by that point the books were so popular and so many people didn't know how to pronounce Hermione's name that yeah. J.K. Rowling was like here you go. So I guess it's not that embarrassing to admit. No, it's not at all. I'm sure some other folks are with me on that one. Yes, absolutely. when they first read it. Absolutely. Um, okay, so they meet Hermione. She is she's a bossy know it all. She's got frizzy hair, and then yeah. frizzy they, hair girls forever. Yep. Okay. And then they meet. They see Malfoy again. And and crab his, and Goyle. And his goons, Crab and Goyle. Oh, and Scabbers. Yes, we meet Scabbers. We meet Scabbers, who is important. Yes. Later. Yep. That I wonder. I'm. I'm almost positive. What do you think that J.K. Rowling thought knew knew who Scabbers was going to be from the start? Yeah, I. I think that she. I mean, I think that she kind of must have. And I think that a lot of these things that are foreshadowing, she must have had some idea mm-hmm. of some of this stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't know. If she. You know. I don't know how much she knew and how much she didn't know. But there is so much that comes back later. Yeah. And it's hard to know if she just. You know. If she decided to do that because yeah. she had mentioned it or if she was like, I'm going to drop, Sca-, you know, but I th- I think that she knew about Scabbers because I think she must have known about Sirius. You know, I I think so. Yeah, because she she mentioned Sirius Black in this book. Yeah. But I don't know. Like, again, is it uh, I mean, I'm sure it's out there somewhere. We could probably yeah. find out. But, I'm sure she's talked but, about it at some point. <laughs> but uh, but, you know, I think some things she she came back to retroactively and figured out how they would fit in. Yeah. And some things. Uh, they she she uh, planned from the start. So yeah. So yeah. So yeah. I think I think we can sort of skip over the so rest. So they of get this. to Hogwarts. Oh yes, they get of... to Hogwarts, and yep. it's awesome. And then there's chapter the seven. Sorting the hat. Sorting hat. And I and I love the the graphic for the sorting hat is Peeves the poltergeist, which everyone is so upset that Peeves was not in the movies. And we did talk about this last night too. Yeah. And Emma pointed out that, rightly so, that you know Peeves the poltergeist. 
is not really necessary to have. He, he doesn't add anything to the plot, usually. Yeah, he's just sort of there and is fun. Yeah, and I mean, like, sometimes he, like, gets Harry and Ron and Hermione caught when they're doing something wrong or something. Yeah. But, like, it's easy to replace him with something else. Yes. And, and like we were saying, in Harry Potter, the TV series, which I'm sure they will make. yes. There will be a spot for Peeves the Poltergeist, and I'm sure I will have but, mixed feelings about. No, <laughs> well, I'm I'm I, I'm kind of excited for, for no, I'm the excited Harry, the Harry Potter the series. Me too. actually, I anything am, that's more am, Harry Potter, I am not excited for Lord of the Rings the series, which they are making. Really? Yeah, uh, because I think oh. I think the movies were perfect. Yes, and and they and it's also really soon, and they yeah. don't need to do it. I just had like a visceral reaction yeah. to that, so yeah. I'm with you. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, so we're so we're doing the sorting hat. So we find out that all the first years have to put a hat on their put head. Put the hat on their head, and they, and they... get sorted. Mm-hmm. We meet oh, all the and ghosts, this is, and also this is where we meet Snape. Oh for the yes. First time. Oh, and speaking of those who passed, who we oh, love, man. just a moment to appreciate Alan Rickman's absolutely brilliant, perfect portrayal of Snape. I was saying this last night that that Alan Rickman is totally not how I pictured Snape at all but he his performance was so good that now that is my because I think they describe him as having like a pointy nose and an x-ray but Alan Rickman gave from the beginning so much depth to that character where he had to act in such I mean and the speech he uses for I yeah I can't even I can't even like bring words to the surface to talk about how much I love Alan Rickman's portrayal of Severus Snape and how much he like talked about how he loved playing that character. Yeah, and I well talk about a character with such depth and complexity. And, and I think no matter what you think about Snape, and uh, you know he's not totally forgivable and he's not totally no. reprehensible. So he he's a truly complex character. Yes, and one of the best characters in literature of the past you know fifty I years. I would say strongly second that. Um, and and so we were talking about Snape and what wine I would pair with Snape. Yes. And I think I would pair Northern Rhone Syrah with Snape, which is a grape in a region that I've talked about before. Or maybe just Syrah in general, because because there's there's things about Syrah that for me personally I don't like. But it's a very deep, inky, dark, earthy kind of grape. Yeah. But depending on the producer and depending on where it's from, it's phenomenal. And so it it's got a it's got a lot of it's a mixed bag. For me personally. And just like Snape is a mixed bag. Yeah. And especially in this first book when, you know, they're trying to make you think that he's the villain. And yeah. I was, I mean, again, we'll get to this, but when he yeah. was not. Yeah. That was a really, I mean, I was shocked reading yep. this book when he yep. was not. Yep. I was like, it wasn't Snape. Like that yeah. whole, she did that tension of is Snape good or is Snape bad? I always was on team Dumbledore would know if Snape was bad. Yes. Um, I always thought Snape would end up. Being a good guy. Being on Dumbledore's side in mm-hmm. the end, even after he killed Dumbledore. Yeah. Um, because I was like, I just don't think Dumbledore would be wrong. But that whole tension of like, do yeah. we hate Snape? Do we not? It's yeah. so well done. Yeah. And in this first book too, where you're so sure the first time you read yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. That Snape is the one. Yeah. But also what's really cool and, and at the end of the book is is like there's a moment where Harry looks at Snape and he's like, well, he may not have been trying to kill me, but he still hates me. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. And and I think that's 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 sort of Snape's thing is like he he does hate Harry and he's got a grudge against him. Oh, yeah. Uh, but he's not going to he's he's still going to protect him. Yeah. Like I hate 
love. Well, and they talk so much in the book about how Harry looks just like his dad, but has his mother's eyes. Exactly. And for Snape, you can see. Yeah. I mean, once you know his character, but the looking at yeah. James Potter would be pretty easy to hate. And yeah. then looking into Lily's eyes would be yeah pretty, pretty hard to hate. Pretty so, painful as yeah, well. So. Yeah. So that yeah. tension of, of Snape uh, hating Harry, but also loving Harry kind of, yeah. you know. Yeah. yeah. So there we go. So, so and the then, Great Hall. So we get they're in the Great to. Hall. Oh, my God. The feasts are amazing. This is another moment where, like, oh, my God, I really want to go to Hogwarts. Yes. And it's part of why I wanted to go to Yale is because the, Yale is based off of Oxford, which is what Harry Potter was based off of. Yeah. Or, or what Hogwarts was based off of. I'm sorry. And, and you know, they do have, like, dining halls that look like the Great Hall. Yeah. And uh, there you go. And uh, and so everybody's getting sorted, and and also one thing that we were talking about last night, which oh, is yeah. sort of funny, is that like in the book, like the, they they name everybody you know alphabetically, like you would. Yeah, and there's like ten kids that go before anyone we know. Yep, and then and that, but in the book, it's like random. It's like Hermione's the first. Yeah, and then <laughs> Neville, and the, no, not Neville, but then Ron and Malfoy, and then Harry, and it's like. What's like, what are you yeah. doing in? <laughs> yeah, what's cool? Like, what? Is this just, you pick a name out of a hat yeah, and yeah. they get to go, so, like. So to speak. So to speak. Yeah. And so, and so we find out that as Harry puts on the hat, he's begging not to be in Slytherin. Because at this point, he's realized that he hates Malfoy. Yes. And um, he's begging not to be in Slytherin. And the hat is like, well, but you could be great in Slytherin. Well, if you're, okay, fine. Fine. Guess it better be Gryffindor then. Yes. And so. And even that theme. See, she's yeah. so, I love I love J.K. Yeah. She even brings that back later with Harry saying, "When that with that whole question in later books, am I bad? Yeah. You know, and the Sorting Hat wanted to put me in Slytherin and Dumbledore saying, but it's not, it's the choices you make that matter. Yeah. Like, you chose, you know, I, I don't know. I, yeah, yeah, I love yeah. how they bring no, that moment back. It is, it, is a, it, is a, it is a good theme and is a good, good message. Yes. So. And more have... Dumbledore being goofy. Yep. Dumbledore. Dumbledore is go- goofy. Oh, right. His first, his first words. Nitwit. Blubber. Oddment. Tweak. <laughs> Thank you. Those are the words he'd like to say yep. to the incoming yep. students. Yep. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, yep. Um, and I, I don't think that that ever comes back. No, but, but this is reminding me that I, I think um, in the books more so than in the movies, you know, Harry asks Percy after that, is he mad? And Percy says, mad, he's a genius. But the yeah. theme of people trying to um, peg Dumbledore as mad because yeah. of his um, zaniness. Oh, yeah. Um, does come back. Like, because there, yeah. there's a whole book where they're like, nope, Dumbledore's mad. Yeah. You know, yeah. so that whole, yeah. is he crazy. mad? No, he's a genius. Yeah. Is a, another woven theme throughout that is. the series. That is. It's true. So, so they have their first feast and yes, it's they awesome do. they meet the ghosts they talk to nearly headless nick they sing some hogwarts songs they sing some hogwarts 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 hoggy worry hogwarts um <laughs> and then uh and then they meet peeves and then the potions master the potion, so the whole snape oh and do, doesn't doesn't harry like feel a twinge in his scar or something that he thinks comes from Snape, but it's actually because Quirrell's turban is pointed at him. I think that happens at some point. Yes, his scar twinges. Definitely happens in the movie. It happens in the, but it definitely happens, I'm pretty sure it happens in the book. And also, he has a dream um, that is not in the movie, where he's wearing Professor Quirrell's turban, which kept talking to him, telling him he must transfer to Slytherin at once because it was his destiny. Mm. Um, Little subtle hint there. Yeah. Um, And 
So that's that, you know, yeah. I get why that was not in the film, but that whole he thinks it's Snape, he thinks that's why his scar twinges, and then right. he has this dream about Quirrell's turban, which as we know, yes, is, is covering his is Voldemort. F- face yeah. head. Yeah. 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 His 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 extra face. Extra on face. <laughs> on the back of his head. Um and then we've got chapter eight, the potions master. Yep. So this is where we find out that Snape hates him. Yep. Uh, we don't know why. We don't know why. Harry doesn't um, know why. Harry doesn't know why, but he's like, this is so unfair. Yep. And then, and then, oh, and they oh, find Gringotts. out about the Gringotts break-in that happened sh- just shortly after uh, Harry and Hagrid went to. Yeah, and that's the first time the package comes yes. back, because Harry's yes. like, wait, that's, we, we emptied yeah. that. Yeah. And then we have chapter nine, the Midnight Duel, which is the first big, like, chunk in the book that is not in the movie yes which is fine is basically malfoy challenges harry to a duel and so harry and ron go and it turns out that uh and hermione tries to stop them and it turns out that malfoy was didn't wasn't intending on going but just wanted to get them in trouble and get them expelled but in, yes. in the process of running away they discover this hidden room and fluffy the three-headed dog yes they do discover fluffy something Yes, and uh, we know what, but and we this, know what, but they don't know. But what. they don't but know. But remember what yet. that suspicious-looking package that they got at Gringotts, which was conveniently broken into shortly after. I have a after. feeling. Hmm, my spidey mm-hmm. sense is tingling. And and then, then that's pretty much the next, pretty much the next chapter. Yeah, Halloween. Halloween with the troll. Where the troll comes. Where the troll comes, and this is where Harry and Ron and Hermione become best friends. Yes, uh, when they show up for her, and she shows up for them, and they're. Their buds, but also they all think that that Snape was the one who let it in. Yes, and uh, and that's and that's what J.K. Rowling wants you to believe too. Yes, it and is. They, and they get in trouble, but but uh, it's like they lose points and they get points. But now they're all. I think there's a really great. I'm going to peek forward to make yes, sure, yes, but I think there's a great forward. last line of the chapter yes. where it says, there are things you can't share without ending up liking each other, and knocking out a 12-foot mountain troll is one of them. I think that's one of my favorite lines Me too. in the book. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> it's true. It's a, it's a good bonding experience. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, you, you like each other after that. Yeah. Absolutely. That's super fun. So now they're, so now they're friends with Hermione. And then we have chapter 11, Quidditch. Quidditch. Where Harry discovers that he is really good at flying and catching things. Yes. And. And, um, oh, and Snape's leg is all messed up. And this. Um, right. Kind Does this happen in the movie? Not really. What? what Does Snape leg, Snape's leg get messed up in the movie? Yeah. yeah. They, they have a shot of his leg being all bloody and stuff. Oh, right. Okay. But, so but I'm they don't really. Blanking. Yeah. They don't really. Go into it as much. Because I think yeah. in the in the book they actually, right before the Quidditch game, Harry overhears him talking about the, how the dog did it. Oh, which right. is not in the movie. Right. They right, leave right, it a little right. more ambiguous. Yes. But in yes. in the book, you have yourself really convinced that Snape did it because the yeah. dog clearly, yeah, um, bit his leg. Bit his leg. Yeah. But Quidditch, and we were also talking about Quidditch last night about yeah. how the game really doesn't make any sense. Nope. But nope. I still love Quidditch as a game. Well, and the thing is. It's 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 definitely a game for people who don't really care about sports because yeah because it's but also I was thinking I was thinking about it I was thinking about it I was like I was like why does it why is catching the snitch a hundred and fifty points like why isn't it just like fifty points because that seems somewhere that's like it's a little more right like you could still win by getting the quaffle through the thingy yeah yeah more I see I I love Quidditch I don't even know all the words. The, the, I think it's just the goalposts. The goalposts. I think, yeah. Okay. I think it's just Singy, the, goalposts, the, the thing, you know. I think. Um, um, and, 
But that would make it a little bit more plausible that you could score enough goals that you wouldn't automatically lose yeah. when someone caught the snitch. Yeah. As it stands, I think it's very rare for a team to win and not have caught the snitch. Yes. And um, except in, you know, in the Quidditch World Cup, where conveniently one of the best teams in the world ostensibly gets into the Quidditch World Cup and they only score 10 points that is not crumb catching the snitch. And, yep. and they lose. Yes, I'm like, they, yes. How did you get into the Quidditch World Cup? Right. If like, yeah. you have one good player, <laughs> <Yeah>. right? <laughs> but yeah, there you go. He's a really it's good player. A, it's a, I mean, it's totally a literary device to make Harry more important. And definitely. But, but my but my question is, why does he have to be like that important? Why can't it be like 50 points instead of 150? Right. I, I and agree. I think it's because J.K. Rowling doesn't know how sports work. But that's OK. That's OK because <laughs> neither do I. Yeah. So that didn't detract it for me one bit. Um, one. It did. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm sort of a casual. Well. Used to be not so casual sports fan, mm-hmm. but as you remember, I do. It got pretty, I remember pretty it well. Intense. I um, ended up actually fun, fun small fact. Yeah, I ended up having a cat named after a sports player <laughs> because Emma was so into sports, and I didn't know what to like. I was going to get to name a kitten, well, and my Trot dad Nixon. was going to name one. Trot yeah, Nixon's a great name. Yeah, Trot yeah. Nixon. So we na- I named my cat Trot because yeah. Emma suggested it. Yeah. So that's how yeah. into sports she was back in the day. Big Red Sox fan. Since before, before uh, they they broke the curse. Um, yep. In fact, I I stopped following them the year that the Red Sox broke the curse and won the World Series. So you're welcome, Red Sox Nation. <laughs> there we go. Um, okay, so then we've got the and and so the, the the only really important thing that happens other than Harry, you know, heroically catching the snitch in his mouth, which also comes back later. It does. Um, so much foreshadowing. So much foreshadowing. Um, that I feel like she did not know was going to play a factor later. No, I think that. I, that, I think, that, I I think, think she. she that's a little, I think she was like, "Aha! Uh-huh, you know what I could do exactly. here." Mm. Um, but but the important thing here is that Harry's broom is cursed. Yes, being hexed, and they all think it's and Snape they all doing think it's it. Snape because they see him muttering when really he's muttering the counter curse. Yes, to quarrel, and so, but we don't know that conveniently. Yes. Oh, and this is the first case of Hagrid giving them too much information. Oh, yeah. That happens more in the books than the movies, too. Yeah. Um, it yeah. happens a li- in the first movie. It happens a little bit. But I think over time, it yeah. happens less in the movies. But I think I think they handle it really well in the movies where he's like, I shouldn't have told you that. Yep. Shouldn't yep. have told you that. Nope. 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 <laughs> nope. Oh, um, Hagrid. So then we're at the Mirror of Erised. Yes. Which, okay, this people have complained about. The name of the mirror of Erised. That's fair. She just spelled desire backwards. Yes, but it's kind of clever if you think about it as like if you hold Erised up in a mirror, it'll say desire. Yes. So I'll give her credit for that. And there are other folks who have done. I don't know. I just it doesn't bother me too much. I think is my point. Yeah, I'm all right with it. I I am too. Again, like hearing people complain about these things, I think I think it's people who who read these books when they were a little bit older in life and were a little bit more critically thinking than we were when we were kids. Right. And because as kids, this was perfect. I remember and it, them saying if, you know, or I remember in the book when they said it's desire backwards, I was like, what? Whoa, because the first time I read Eris said, yeah, I didn't think yeah. to read it backwards like yeah. the word desire. I didn't yeah. think that at no. all as a kid. And yeah, bringing it back to like, you know, the books definitely got more complex and matured 
and mm-hmm. became not kids. I mean, the yeah. seventh book is not a kids book so much. Not really. I um, mean, I mean, it, it, if you have, if I read that book when I was like nine years old, I think I'd be pretty fucked up. Yeah, me so. too. So, you know, I think always remembering that this first book, its audience was kids. This is a story she used to tell her kid, right? Yeah. Like so. So I think Mirror of Erised is great for a kids book. Yeah, I agree. And so, so basically, Harry. Oh, also. We've missed this at some point, but or no, maybe it happens in this chapter where Harry gets the invisibility. Yeah, I cloak. think it's happening. As it's we happening speak, right now because now okay, it is good. Christmas. <gasps> it's Christmas. It's Christmas at Hogwarts. Christmas at Hogwarts. Which this is something that uh, I keep I keep mentioning Potterless, but I've been listening to a lot of it. Shout out to Shubes, who <laughs> um, he he mentions like so. Wait, does like Jesus exist in? In, like, the wizarding oh. world because, like, Christmas is celebrating Jesus. Like, that's a good question. That's a good question. And I think it would be awesome if at one point J.K. Rowling was like, oh, yeah, Jesus was a wizard. And <laughs> I was literally just thinking that. I was like, maybe Jesus was a wizard. Yeah, right. Right? Because um, they have Christmas in this yeah, world. exactly. They surely do. And I certainly, I don't think that J.K. Rowling meant it as a religious thing. I think she just meant it as a, like, this is a thing that happens in the world. So, yeah. yeah. Oh, Yeah. So, so anyway, so, so, uh, Ron and Harry are staying over Christmas break. And Hermione is not. Hermione is not. Um, and we find out her parents are dentists. I know, yeah. <laughs> Which is another thing. So, like, in the fourth book, we find out that Her- that Hermione gets her, like, buck teeth fixed. Yeah. Um, and, like, but her parents are dentists and she's a witch. Like, don't you think she could figure out how to fix her teeth before? Anyway. You'd think. Uh, you'd think. And, and we we learn about wizard chess. Oh, yes. Which also important. Later. I love wizard chess. I know. It's awesome. And something that happens in the book and not the movie again, not to, yeah, you know, yeah, but yeah, yeah. is that in when Harry, when Ron is teaching Harry how to play wizard chess, mm-hmm. the players, because Harry's so bad at it, like yell at him mm-hmm. about what to do. And they have like really strong opinions oh, yeah, about what that. moves he's that. making. I love that. They're like, are you an idiot? <laughs> yeah, they're like, no, we can sacrifice him, move him there. Yeah. I love that. So let's so let's talk about Ron for a second. Yeah. Because, because Ron, you know, apart from being poor and yes. kind of, you know, he's a boy. He's yes. very much a boy, but he is like the ultimate friend. Yes. Like a lot of people have said you know, Ron should actually be a Hufflepuff because he's so loyal yes. to Harry, and Hufflepuffs are very loyal. But which, he's brave too. But he's brave too, and so I think there's something. So in terms of pairing a wine with Ron in this book, yeah, like definitely something young, yeah, something very fun to drink, something easy drinking, and I like. <laughs> Ron may not like me for saying this, but I think like rosé is a good wine for Ron in mm. this in this book because you want to drink rosé young he's very young but he's learning how to like be a good friend and he's like developing a whole bunch of life skills yes, really quickly and so i i kind of think like a like a like a provencal rosé or something like a rosé from provence that's like dry easy drinking something something kind of fun you don't have to think too much about it but it can be really really great as well. I think so, that's a perfect think, pairing I for think, our friend I, Ron Weasley. I, I, I'm going to think about it a little more, but that's my that's my first instinct. I like it. All right. So, and because Ron because Ron is also like really good at chess, and yeah, which you have to be pretty smart to be good at chess. Yes, you do. And I I, I imagine you're really good at chess. I'm not good at chess. I'm. You're not good at chess. I'm not that I would good imagine at... you would be good at. Well, chess. Well, thank you. I like that. I I, I mean, I I like chess. I'm just not very good at it. 
I, I used to know how to play chess, and yeah. I actually was okay at chess when I knew how to play we have it. A, we have a chess board. We could play chess Ooh, maybe later. we'll play some chess. Yeah, and we'll let you know. We'll let you know how it goes. <laughs> yeah. Me with my rusty, like, haven't played chess in 10 years skills. I think, and... I think Winston and I played chess like a year ago, and he... I think I won once, but I'm pretty sure he let me. So <laughs> I do love games like chess that involve a lot of strategy. Yes, that is one of my why, favorite things. That is why that is why I think you'd like it is because you're more of like a strategic game kind of person. Yeah, and I'm more like deck building games and like card games yeah. and stuff like that, where totally. you're like building a story and a world, which I imagine you like too. But yeah, but I'm I'm bad at strategy. I'm I'm terrible strategist. <laughs> um, and I think you wouldn't expect me to be good at it if you knew me and my personality, but I actually love exactly. strategy games. Exactly. Um, so so anyway, so that was a fun little sidebar. Sidebar. Um, and, and we're finding the invisibility cloak oh, now. Oh, yes. So we're finding the invisibility cloak now. And it's mysterious. We don't know who gave it to Harry, but we know that it belongs to his father. Yes. And so this is very special to Harry. It because, is. Because... And it turns out Dumbledore gave it to him, correct? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Which is also so interesting because it's like, does Dumbledore know what they're up to? Yeah. Does he want them to figure exactly. it out? It's like, what role does Dumbledore play in these first few books? Yeah. Because you would think, because he becomes much more involved as they get older, you would think he would be a little more involved when they were younger. You would think. You would think. You'd think. <laughs> but... I but guess he's I'll... like, eh, let's see what this HP kid's all about. <laughs> it's like, we know he's the chosen one and yeah, stuff, but yeah. like, let's see what he does with this invi- invisibility cloak. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Words. So so he finds the invisibility cloak, and then I think he's wearing it to go to the restricted section of the library. Yes, to try to find out about Nicholas Flamel. Yes, and he knocks something over, Filch is coming, and which eventually I do want to do like a Filch and Mrs. Norris wine pairing. Oh, because you have I to. I love Filch and Mrs. Norris. And so then he like stumbles into this room and finds this mirror that shows him his parents standing behind him. Yes, it does. And so he goes and gets Ron and brings Ron. And it turns out that Ron sees himself like winning Quidditch and, and like winning the House Cup and stuff yes. like that. And so, again, because as one of many children, he doesn't get the he he doesn't stand out amongst his his siblings yet. Yeah, which is again that that kind of development of Harry and Ron's friendship. Yeah, where like when Ron has all this envy, it's because Ron never got to stand out like Harry ooh, did. Ooh, I just ooh. I just had another thought. Yes, of tell me um for, for Harry, Ron, and Hermione. Um, so champagne. Champagne, so sparkling wine from Champagne, usually consists of three different grapes. Chardonnay, Pinot Noir, and this other grape called Pinot Meunier. And so, you know, you've probably heard of Chardonnay, Pinot Noir. You see those on their own all the time. They're considered, to some people, the best white and red grapes in the world. Mm -hmm. To some. Um, But Pinot Meunier, you don't don't see on its own. No, I don't think I've ever heard of it. It's only a blending grape. And it's kind of like a workhorse grape and and a supportive grape. And so I like, okay, I'm really proud of this that I just came to this. So if like Harry, Ron, and Hermione are Chardonnay, Pinot Noir, and Pinot Meunier, I think that Ron would be Pinot Meunier. And that is brilliant. In this in this first book at least. Yeah, yeah. And or it, like kind of kind of going forward as well, but like he doesn't kind of come into his own for a while. Yeah. Because he's so hung up on being in Harry's shadow. Yeah. And not admitting his feelings for Hermione and all all these right. things. And so and so along these lines, I my instinct is that Hermione would be Chardonnay and Harry would be Pinot Noir. That was my instinct too, yeah. but I know far less about wine than you do. Well, 
But when you said them, that was just, I don't know. Yeah, that that's, my my, that's my instinct as well. I don't have a super good reason why, but we'll go forward. We don't always need a super good even, reason. Yeah, but I'm still sticking to, I think that's going to be an underlying theme going forward is like Harry, Ron, and Hermione as different grapes in a blend. Mm. <laughs> oh. I love it. Love it. Um, next, we can go to the Southern Rhone and see if they're Grenache Serrat Moved. <laughs> Ooh. So good. Um but so so but I'm but I'll stand by Ron as Rose in this first in this first book. Yes. Um okay, so so that so yeah, so that's what happens. So that's there. what happens. Does does Dumbledore come and talk to him in this one? Yes. He yes, does. he does. And and he basically and he says he's going of, back every night, I think. Right. And he's to getting obsessed. His, his and, parents. And so oh, little I know, baby. I know. And his parents. And and so Dumbledore has one of the greatest lines saying it does not do to dwell on dreams harry and forget to live and, yes and so and he and he tells him that many people have gone mad you know like by becoming obsessed with the mirror yes and, I, and it's going to and i'm going to move it and don't look for it again yes and one of my, yeah <laughs> typically one of my other favorite dumbledore lines is also in this yes cuz harry says what do you see when you look in the mirror and he says i I see myself holding a pair of thick woolen socks. One can never have enough socks. <laughs> Somehow I think he's fibbing. I also think he's fibbing, <laughs> but I love that I line. Know, I love that. I know. Okay, so then we're on to chapter 13, Nicholas Flamel. Nicholas Flamel. And this is where they realize that they have seen Nicholas Flamel's name before on Dumbledore's card and the chocolate frog. Yes. It's kind of a fun little, like, kids' mystery novel. I know. And, and like, the first two especially, I yes. think, are, like, fun little children's mystery novels. Yes. And after um, that, they start... And then after that, they start... It's, it becomes less about the mystery and more about the relationships and, and yeah. stuff like that. And, like, what they're going to do about... I mean, there is some mystery, like, with the horcruxes sure. and stuff. For sure. But, um... For sure. But these first... Especially the way they're they're constructed i think these first few books are very much like yeah, it's like they don't even know what they're fighting really yes and so and so they they figure out that nicholas Fimmel created this thing called the sorcerer's stone which is the elixir of life yes um and and they figure out that that's probably what was in the vault at gringotts and probably what fluffy is guarding yes and they think that snape is trying to get it so that he can have eternal life or something yes um I'm not sure if they suspect that he's like working for Voldemort or not. I don't think they do. I don't think that's I don't their, think so. I don't think that's I don't think they're too preoccupied with that yet. No, because he <laughs> hasn't really made um until until the scene that I believe we're about to get to in the Forbidden uh-huh. Forest. Uh-huh. I don't think that we really know that Voldemort's back yet. Or yeah. that the kids know. You know, like yeah. I don't think that anybody really has any tangible proof. Yeah. That um Yeah, I don't think it's on their radar. No, think... so they're just like Snape's evil and wants to steal the snow yes. stone because he's Snape. Yes. So okay, so they Oh, and they see Snape threatening Quirrell. Right. Right. Another important moment. Right. Because Snape is on Quirrell. Yes. But we don't know that. So um Oh, and then Norbert the Norbert back. It's so good. Ha- so another good. Hagrid being just the best loving, loving, dangerous creature. Naming a dragon and... Norbert. Yeah. And, you know. Yeah. And uh, just being the cutest in general. Ugh. But also we find out that in the process of getting this dragon egg, uh, he he told some weird hooded stranger how to get past Fluffy. Yes, he did. Which is just by playing music. Yes. And 
Oh, Hagrid, you're so well-intentioned and trusting. I know. Um, and and he calls it... himself Mommy. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I know, I love it. My I other favorite it. thing. I love Ugh. it. Okay. He's just, he just wants a kid. Yes. And and so we find out that one of Ron's brothers, Charlie, works with dragons in yes. Romania. And so we're going to, and so they decide to, to send Norbert to Romania. But in the process, I think, it, I think in the book it's just Harry and Hermione. I don't think that Ron is there, but I could be wrong. But they they go to release Norbert or like exchange Norbert like at the top of the tower and then they yes. forget to put the invisibility cloak back on yes. or something. And so they get caught. They do get caught. By McGonagall because Malfoy catches them. Yes. And that's how they end up in the Forbidden Forest. Yes. Um, yeah, because I think Ron got better. So <laughs> I love there, this. But... I love this. Uh, McGonagall. I would never have believed it of any of you. Mr. Filch says you were up in the astronomy tower. It's one o'clock in the morning. Explain yourselves. It was the first time Hermione had ever failed to answer a teacher's question. <laughs> <laughs> I feel you so hard, Hermione. Yeah, Hermione. Um, we were all Hermione's. And, oh, or we at were. least I was. Oh, yeah, and Neville is there. It's oh, not, yes. It's not Ron, it's Neville. Neville, Because yeah. Neville tries to stop them again. Yes, Neville, and, yes. Um, because, and that's why... See, this is all making sense, because this isn't really in the... Um, in the film, but yeah. um, that Neville, the reason he tries to stop them is because they had so many points taken away. Yeah, when they got caught for this, right? Um, and so, and this is why they have to go to the Forbidden Forest, right? Which, as a kid, was the fucking scariest, terrifying. Thing. The like watching someone sucking a unicorn's blood, like I had nightmares. Me about too. This. Even just reading nightmares. it, but also because the movie came out when we were what eleven movie, or twelve. So like, yeah, the movies were scary too. But the, I remember specifically reading this. Yes, and it and it's scaring like the a shit chill out of me. <laughs> down to the bone. Yeah, and like there's something so t- frightening about that. And it's the first time I think it's the first time in the book that it's like scary yes and and and, and like, his scar it says a pain like he'd never felt before pierced yeah, his head it's like yeah. his scar is on fire yeah so you so you know that something's up something's up something's something bad is up this is also where we meet um some of the centaurs yes who come back including Firenze, which is spelled the same way as firenze which is the italian name of florence don't know if there's a connection there i don't know why why uh, J.K. Rowling picked that name, but now I want to find out. But you also meet a couple other Bane and Ronan, I think. Now I yes. want to look up all these centaurs' names and what yes. they mean. But um, who don't like because we get the because Ferenz I think comes back in the books, not the he movies, does. to teach, and that he is much more um, wizard friendly than yes. some of his centaur counterparts. Yes, yes, but a lot of the centaurs don't like the wizards. Yeah, like even in the scene they give him um, you know, they give him shit for letting Harry ride on his back when Harry is like crippled yeah. in pain. Yeah. So, Ferenz is cool, but they and and don't they look at the stars as well and yeah. they and they see what something happening in the stars and they're very, you know, cryptic about it. Yeah. And and um Ferenz is the first one who suggests that what they saw in the forest was Voldemort coming back. Oh, right. Ferenz is the one who's like we all to the other centaurs, to Harry, like, yeah, yeah. think of who might do something like drink unicorn blood. Yeah. And so it's the first time that, oh my God, the person getting at the stone might be trying to get at it for Voldemort. Yes. Which is terrifying. Because yeah. it's Because Harry, I, as far as we know, up to this point, Harry thinks that Voldemort is gone. Yes. Um, because everyone except Dumbledore pretty much believes that Voldemort is gone. Yes. And, and, so, and so this is the first that Harry's hearing of it. Um, terrifying. Absolutely terrifying. Absolutely terrifying. 
So, oh, and oh, right. So they lost the cloak, but then they get it back with a note that says, just in case. Ah, uh, oh, Dumbledore. Dumbledore. Again, kind of really irresponsible with children. Like, yeah, <laughs> I'm not going to help you, but here's an invisibility cloak in case you want to go, yeah. you know, no fight a three-headed giant dog. Yeah. And <laughs> you go for it. Yeah. That'll end awesome. Yeah, exactly. And but then, then that's exactly what they do with exactly their newly um, reclaimed invisibility cloak. Exactly. So they so chapter sixteen through the trap door, they go. They put on the invisibility cloak and they go, and you know, and also like exams are happening because conveniently Voldemort never tries to attack anybody until exams are happening. So yeah. Yeah. Voldemort is very school conscious. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's he like, is. we'll just go right ahead and wait till you're done studying. Yeah. So that if you wanted to stop my attack, yeah. Yeah. you could. Yeah. He That'd plays fair. Yeah. He plays fair. Yeah. Kind of. Not yeah, he's like, this is a really stressful time yeah, for yeah, you yeah. guys. <laughs> Your first set of exams. I've been there. I've been there, guys. You're all yeah, only yeah. 11. Yeah. Like, uh, we'll give you a fighting shot yeah. at this. <laughs> so they, uh, Harry, Ron, and Hermione, they decide they're going to they're gonna go through the trap door. Because nobody's believing them. You're right. And, bu- and and Dumbledore is gone. Oh yeah, because they try to tell Dumbledore, but he's yeah. but he but has left. Right. Um, and they don't trust McGonagall for some reason. Probably because she's a you know she's a little strict. She's a little bit strict. Yeah, we don't we don't. She's really... not quite as whimsical as Dumbledore is. Yeah, she's... yeah, yeah, yeah. So they go through the trapdoor and they and they find that every professor has set up some sort of you know shield. Yes. Guard to to yes. the stone. So first it's Fluffy playing the music. Playing the music. And, and then, then it's um and then it's the the devil's snare the plant that yes. Professor Sprout put there. Yes. Thank goodness Hermione remembers pays attention, pays attention in, in class. class. Um and then and then is it the keys? Then and, it's the keys. Then it's the keys. Um and then it is the is wizard there, chest, right? I think yeah. I feel like there's is another there, one. I think though. there's another one in there's the book. There's a potion one. I yeah, think, yeah. Oh yeah, there's, there's a, a snake potion. one. Yeah, there's that a does, snake is one. not in the movie. That's not in the movie. Yeah. Um. And and I think that that one is like you have to. Yeah. Yeah. It's a yep. riddle kind of right. Yes. It's and then it's logic, and so that's kind of Hermione's oh, area of expertise. Right, and that is also why, because in the movie it, Ron gets beat at wizard chess. Yeah. And, and and Harry's just like, Hermione, take him to the medical wing. Right. I have to go on alone. And and I'm always like, really? Um, right. But the reason why is because only one person can drink the potion. Right. To go, in to the go, book. In the book to go forward. To go forward. Right. So only one so, of them can. So it's got to be Harry. But it's but we do miss out in the movie. Like the one, you know, I do wish that they had shown Hermione's logic skills right. because in Because in, in the movie they make it seem like it's that she remembers... The devil's snare, you know how to how to defeat it, but, right? But it's more than that. She figures out the whole riddle and figures out which one to um, figures out which one to drink, and then he does, yep. and he can move forward. Yep. And then chapter seventeen, another great chapter transition, oh, by yeah. the way. But it wasn't Snape. It wasn't even, even Voldemort. Voldemort. Next chapter, it, it was Quirrell. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. And so then we find out that you know Quirrell uh, has been. Has been housing Voldemort on the back of his head, and, and... he's calm, not stuttering, not yes. twitching. Yes, not because I think they say earlier in the book we might have breezed over this, but yeah. I think they say earlier in the book that like Quirrell was not like this, but then something happened to him in um, Romania or something, somewhere like that. Somewhere. Or, it begins or with an like A. Armenia. Armenia. We'll say Armenia it's somewhere. 
Somewhere. could be wrong. Someone Somewhere. could fact but isn't check he, us. Isn't he like hunting vampires? Or, yeah, or he's, he's like, like hunting something. Or and like then, trying to escape vampires And then or they say, they're like, oh, Quirrell went mad because something so scary happened to him and now he stutters. Right. Right. Which we are now finding out was... Um, and I thought that that was well done too, that he acts all scared, you know, and then yeah. they attacked me and blah, blah, blah. And yeah. that, you know, I have to wear this turban to protect myself from the vampires. Right, right, um, right, right. Uh, but we find out that he, he's figured everything out and he's got Voldemort on him. Um, but then we see him, he's standing in front of the mirror of Erised and his turban tells him to use the boy. Yes. And, and so Harry steps forward and sees himself getting the Sorcerer's Stone and he puts it in his pocket, and then he feels it in his pocket. Like, yes, he does. Real. Yes. And, and I thought that was so well done, too. Yes, I agree. And then, so basically, Quirrell tries to take it from him, but it turns out that Quirrell can't touch him. And so he he literally, like, just disintegrates. Yes, he does. And the spirit of Voldemort escapes out. And, yeah. And, and this amazing scene away. of him trying to kill him with Voldemort yelling, yeah. kill him, kill him, kill yeah. him. Yep. And Quirrell just, bur- like, burning at, yep. at the touch. Yep. And Which again is so dark for a children's so book. So dark, so so dark. <laughs> um, but then, so then Harry wakes up in the medical wing. Yes, and he Dumbled- does. Dumbledore is there because conveniently Dumbledore shows up. At He's the back end now to give you exposition. Yeah, and so <laughs> and so and so That's so accurate. I know. And so basically, Dumbledore is like, he couldn't touch you because uh, your mother died to protect you, and so that lives in your skin. That love. Yes. And. Quirrell's so full of hate. Yes. And Voldemort's full of hate that they can't touch you. Yes. Um, which, again, comes back later. Uh, and then he reveals that it's Dumbledore's trick that that someone who who wanted to find the stone but didn't want to use it, only yes. they would get the stone. Only they would get the stone, which is so interesting. And yeah. I also love, you know, as, as simple as the concept, I guess, as simple is a weird word, but yeah. it is that... Because we, as, you know, hopefully everyone listening to this knows that Harry ends up being a Horcrux, which is another thing that right. I definitely thought was going to happen once Horcruxes were introduced. But yes, that every other Horcrux is this thing that, like, makes hate exist around it, like, makes people go mad, makes yeah. people get angry, makes people... It's like he has this piece of Voldemort's, like, soul, soul inside of him, yeah. but that this whole concept of, like having been so loved and so cared about also lives inside you and protects you from that. Yeah. I feel like it's actually a kind of like beautiful concept. Well, it I don't is, know. It is a beautiful concept, you know, that we all have darkness within us, but as long as we don't succumb to it and, and we have love protecting us. Yeah. That, and that, we make the choices to choose the right yeah. thing. You know, it's, yeah. yeah, it's, it's nice moral lessons. It is good moral lessons. And, um, and then, and then, so Dumbledore explains everything and then we find out that, you know, that it's the house cup that's the final feast and the... Ah, uh, yes. And... That brilliant moment where where Dumbledore so uh, favors Gryffindor over... Oh, my God. Such yeah, a... Yeah. He's like, let's just let Can... Slytherin think they're or, gonna or, win. Yeah, yeah. But at the last second, we gonna pull the rug out from under And them. also, other people have, have uh, said this, but, like, you know... Hermione gets 50 points for the, the cool use of logic in the face of danger or yep. something like that. Um, Ron gets 50 points for the best played game of wizard chess ever. Yep. And Harry gets 60 points for defeating the Dark Lord. You know? 
<laughs> you know, like, how does the points Listen, Emma, work? I think that's about 10 points more than playing a game of chess. So <laughs> I think you'd get about 10 extra yeah, bonus points okay, for right, it. That's fair. That's chess fair. is hard. Chess is really hard, especially when you might die yeah. playing it. Logic, defeating the Dark Lord, yeah. you know. Yeah. Totally. So, so Six anyway, that, one. That's, that's pretty funny. And um, it's also conveniently like the exact amount of points they exactly. need to beat Slytherin. Exactly. Well, and then the 10 extra points to Neville yes. for being brave and standing up to his friends, which I love. Some people think that's a lame choice. I think that that's an awesome choice. I also think that's an awesome yeah. choice. Go Neville. Neville's yeah. a bamf. Yeah, totally. Um, and then that's that's pretty much it. And That's so, the book. And that's the book. That's and so I think the only person I have left to pair wine with is... HP himself. HP. Fucking HP. We need a wine for HP. We need a wine for HP. And in this book, I am going to pair Beaujolais Nouveau. Because, so Beaujolais Nouveau is this thing. So Beaujolais itself is a region in France made from the Gamay grape. It's delicious. It's it's a red grape. It's easy drinking, um, but can be like super complex as well. But Beaujolais Nouveau is this weird thing that they do there where they basically, they pick the grapes, they ferment them, they age them, and release it, like, in a month. So that it's, like, released really quickly. Oh, wow. And and it's often really fruity and young and, honestly, not the best wine in the world. <laughs> but I think it's a good one for Harry because Beaujolais is so great. Yeah. And he's got that to look forward to, but I feel like in this book he's, like, he's very young and he's being thrust very suddenly into this yeah. whole world. Quickly coming into himself. Yeah. And so that's... that's Being released to yeah. fight the Dark Lord <laughs> once very he's quickly. aged enough. Very, very quickly. quickly. It's like and Dumbledore so, sent him to the Dursleys to age a little bit yeah, and exactly. then was like, boom, you're 11. Yeah. Yep. Go exactly. fight the Dark Lord. Exactly. Exactly. So that's so that's my that's my pairing. I um, think that's perfect. Awesome. Well, Emma, thank you so much for talking to me about this seminal book in our childhood. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. This has been delightful. And uh, till next time, drink well, read well, and be merry. (laughs) (laughs) Pairing was created, produced, hosted, and edited by Emma Scherzarko, with music and audio recording by Winston Shaw and logo artwork by Darcy Zimmerman and Katie Huey. If you'd like more information, links, and clarifications on what we talked about this episode, please check out the show notes. Follow us on Twitter, Tumblr, Facebook, and Instagram at Pairing Podcast to keep tabs on what we're up to. Come check us out on Patreon at patreon.com slash pairingpodcast, where you can pledge as little as $1 a month and get access to exclusive content, customized pairings from me, live streams, and more. Feel free to send us any thoughts, questions, requests, and pairings of your own on our website, thepairingpodcast.com, via email at pairingpodcast at gmail.com, or on any social media platform. If you enjoyed the show, please consider leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts and sharing with your friends. Thank you so much for listening. Till next time, read, drink, and be merry. <laughs>